Hey, it's Brenda Meller. I've got some exciting event news. You're invited to my upcoming free live webinar. It's called Getting Leads for Your Coaching, Consulting, or Solopreneur Business Using LinkedIn. I'm going to teach you the same techniques in this webinar that I use to help me generate high-quality leads every week. And you're going to learn how to do so without the use of automation or AI or a heavy sales pitch. Because I don't know about you, I always get a bit squeamish when it comes to sales. But I'll teach you a way to position yourself and to get leads without anything that makes you feel squeamish. If you attend, you'll learn the keys to supercharging your business using LinkedIn, whether you're a coach, consultant, or solopreneur. You'll learn how to use LinkedIn to find high-quality leads for your business using the free basic version of LinkedIn. You'll learn what to do and what not to do when you find those new potential connections and why. And finally, I'm going to teach you some additional strategies to clearly show you how to fully leverage LinkedIn in an easy step-by-step process. Join me on my final webinar for the month, which will be held on Wednesday, June 12th at noon Eastern time. Learn more and register at mellermarketing.com slash getting leads. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about LinkedIn live interviews, and I'm going to actually walk you through the same script that I use right before I go live with my guests every time. And I created this as part of a checklist, as part of a course that I have, but I wanted to give you the instructions. And at the same time, I'm publishing a blog about this. And spoiler alert, I'm doing the blog for me because sometimes I have a hard time finding my notes from the last time. So I'm doing this for me, but I figured at the same time, why not create a podcast and walk you through the same process? So what happens is before I go live, I have my guests come on my StreamYard with me about 10 minutes prior. And this gives us enough time for me to read through these instructions, see if they have any questions, test out our technology, all that good stuff. And I really do believe that going through this process every time helps me to ensure a better live production that's occurring. So whether that is, you know, getting my my host my co-host comfortable, but also getting my audience acclimated, both that are watching it live and in the playback. I really feel like these instructions will help with that whole process. So this is something I would highly recommend you do. And I'm also going to put into the show notes below the blog in case you want to bookmark that, and then you can use it as your reminder. See, I got you, right? So if you're the host, these are the things that you're going to do. You're going to read this to your guests. First, a reminder that this event is hosted on StreamYard or insert the name of your streaming server there. I'll tell folks, if I lose internet access during our interview, just keep going and I'll jump in back to the scene as I can. If you lose internet access during the interview, you just jump back in as soon as you can. Worst case scenario, if your home Wi-Fi does happen to go out, you can join by phone. And when I send out my calendar invite to my guests, I always include the StreamYard right inside the calendar invite. So I remind them that the meeting invite contains the StreamYard link to join. So I say, if you can get into your phone, you can join it from there. And it's only happened to me once on either side. My The first time it happened where I lost Wi-Fi, I was interviewing Terry Bean. And he, without a without missing a beat, he just went on. He's like, hey, Brenda lost internet. She'll be back, but I'll just keep going until she comes back on there. And it's also happened to me before where my guest has lost Wi-Fi. Sometimes it's weather-related. Sometimes it's just technology hiccuping. So since it's happened on both sides, I always remind them in the beginning about that. 
The second thing I say is look at the camera as much as possible during the live interview. And while I'm doing this, I actually tap the camera on my laptop with my finger and I say, this is my camera. And it gets them to do the same thing. A lot of times my guests will do the same thing. They'll tap their camera at the same time I do mine. And I let them know that your natural inclination is to look at me on screen instead of looking at your camera. And you really have to train your yourself to do this. Try to look at the camera instead of looking at the screen as much as possible. And I will tell them it always looks so much better in the live viewing experience as well as in the playback. And I've learned this myself by watching my playback later. I'm like, why wasn't I looking at the camera? Because I was looking at the guests. I was looking at the conversation. But it looks so much better when you're looking at the camera. And that said, I'll always tell them it's perfectly okay to look on screen when we are reviewing comments or questions. So giving them permission to do that, but also letting them know it looks better to look at the camera. The next thing, I say, let's talk about our video now. And I say, we both should be at the same distance to the camera at about arm's length. And I'll even hold my arm up as I do this. And I say at about the same eye level on screen. You ever watch a live video and the, the host is closer to the camera where it's really just their head and shoulders that you see and their guest is a lot further back. And what happens on camera, it actually makes the guest look really tiny, really diminutive, right? And it almost, I, I see these happening. I'm like, why didn't they adjust themselves? Why is the guest so tiny and the host so large? Why didn't the, the host try to make those changes? But I like to let them know it looks better if we both look like we're almost sitting side by side and we're at the same distance to the camera, okay? And then if my guest is not able to make adjustments to their camera, to their positioning, sometimes they can't because it's a standing desk or they've got, it's a part of their monitor and they've got their laptop already propped up, then I make adjustments to my camera and I try to make my guests as comfortable as possible. I don't want them to feel like they've done anything wrong. I just want them to know I want to make sure the experience looks as good as possible for both of us. And then if you're going to be zooming in or changing camera angles during your interview, sometimes what I do in StreamYard is I start in the wide view and then I pull us into the tight view. If I let them know, I, I will say this in my pre-show. I'll say, during the interview, I might change camera angles. And I'll say, here are the different angles that we use. So I demonstrate what those look like on screen to allow them to adjust their position on camera if needed. And, you know, it also, so they don't, they're not jarred when they're in the interview and all of a sudden the camera angles change and they're like, what just happened there? They know what's coming, right? Then I go into the intro video and the introduction of the segment. I say at the beginning, right after, after we're done talking here, I'm going to click to play an introduction video, and it will play for about 30 seconds. After it's done playing, we'll be live on LinkedIn. Just follow my lead. I'll ask our audience to say hi to Jumpstart Engagement, and that lets us know the live stream is picked up. Then I'll briefly mention how we know each other, and I'll ask you, as my guest, to briefly tell us who you are, what you do, and who you help. I let them know to keep the intro brief, maybe one to three minutes in. And I let them know that there will be time at the end to promote your services, but wait until the end. And please no sales pitches during this segment because it does turn off our viewers. People don't like watching a sales pitch. I also let them know that there's a private chat inside StreamYard. And I say during the live stream, you can use the private chat to share links or communicate with me. And at this point, I actually might test. I might go into private chat and say, hi, Sonia, and let Sonia reply back to me so she can see that in there. Then I mention the duration. I'll say that the interview itself, the portion where they'll be talking, will be about 20 minutes. And then we'll move into audience Q&A for about 5 to 10 minutes. 
And I'll say, if there are no questions coming in from the audience, I'll create a few of my own. So I kind of let them know that. I'll, I'll remind them about that again. And I say that the goal is that you'll be talking more than me, but do allow for some time for me to ask clarifying questions and to keep the interview flowing. I want our audience to feel like they're catching us in a conversation versus you speaking for a solid 20 minutes. And I'll also say that if you allow me to comment every few minutes, you can catch your breath, get a sip of water, and the audience is able to digest and process the information that you've just shared. So it, it kind of creates some white space in the interview. Then I say, let's talk about the audience Q&A. At about 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, that's when I usually do this part, I'll say, we'll shift gears. So if they have a clock nearby, they know when it's coming and they'll know when to start to wrap up. And I'll say, we'll shift gears and I'll put a reminder on screen for the audience to submit questions or to add comments. I'll say then we'll do Q&A and audience comments for about five to 10 minutes. I will pull their answers on screen and then I'll read them to you. And I do this because there might be people who are watching, not watching the interview, but listening to the interview later in the podcast and they can't read the questions, okay? And then I'll say, if there are no questions that come in from the audience, I will ask you a few questions on my own. I always got a couple in my back pocket that I can bring out of there. Then we'll move into the conclusion part. After about five to 10 minutes of Q&A, we'll move into concluding remarks. I'll ask you at this time to summarize your services offerings and ask how people can get a hold of you if they want to do business with you. And this is your time to pitch anything you want. So just wait till the end, but this is your time. You can pitch anything you want, keeping in mind that anything that is time-based, for example, if you're promoting a webinar next week or if you've got a program that you're enrolling people in next month, that will be removed from the podcast because it might be six months from now that they're listening to that. So I take any time-sensitive elements out of the podcast. Then I pull your LinkedIn profile and URL up on screen, and I ask if you're open to new connections. After this, if you have, I'll ask if you have any final remarks on a topic, and then I'll thank you and offer, offer some final reminders for our viewers. We'll aim to wrap at about 9.45 a.m. Eastern Time. And then I'll let them know that there'll be an outro video. So at the end of our interview, after we both say goodbye to each other and the viewers, I'll play an outro video for 30 seconds. After it's done playing, the live stream will end, but we can stay here on StreamYard and we'll chat and debrief for a few minutes. So it's kind of like we're back in the green room again, like we are right now. Then I say, okay, that's all I have. Do you have any questions? At this point, they may ask for some clarifying questions. They may ask to repeat a few points that I addressed earlier. They might ask questions about their sound or lighting or things like that. But my goal is I want to make them as comfortable as possible. And I'll be honest, this does it's more conversational as I'm going through here. It's not me talking for five minutes and then us sitting there looking at each other for five. It's usually a conversational type of an approach. And if I join at 8.55 a.m., I go live at 9.05. It always runs into the same situation where we're right at 9.04, where we're wrapping this up. Or as we're getting close, I'll let them know, got a couple more things if you could hold off on that point, and then we'll kind of wrap this up. So this to me is, is a tried and true process. I've established this by doing live videos over the past, gosh, it's been about four years now. And I'm currently doing live videos about once a week and mainly interviewing guests, but I also do some solo interviews as well. And I find that this is just a really great process to go through. And I'll be honest, most of the time I just do these things off the top of my head, but I started documenting and sharing these resources with all of you because I know that it might help you as you're getting started in the process as well. And for your guests, it makes them feel really comfortable that they know what to expect, what's happening next, what happens when things could possibly go wrong with technology, et cetera. All right, so that was my tip for you today. Again, this will be in a blog. The blog is called Easy LinkedIn Live Guest Reminders to help you produce an enjoyable event. 
I do hope that you found this helpful and I invite you to come on to LinkedIn, come and see me live and in action. My podcasts, rather my LinkedIn live interviews in 2023 are Tuesday mornings at 9.05 a.m. Eastern time. In 2024, I'm shifting. It'll still be on Tuesday, but the interviews will be going live at 12.05 p.m. Eastern time instead. All right. Hope you found this helpful. If we are connected on LinkedIn, message me and let me know. And if you're doing any upcoming interviews and you're using my guide, I'd love to hear about it. All right, my friend, take care. And I look forward to seeing you on LinkedIn.